Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many, but often ignored, positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy. I'm Neil Armstrong and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I'm with Simone Thomas, who is president of the Merle Grove Past Students Association Canada chapter. Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, Simone. Thank you for having me, Neil. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And it's good, good to have you join us. How, how... I'm happy to, to be a part of this thank platform. Thank you. Thank you. How, how long has the Merle Grove Past Students Association been around and, and when did you become involved? The, the, I'll just refer to MGHS for uh, you know, shortening. Mm-hmm. Um, so our past students chapter was founded in 1998 mm-hmm. um, with a few students um, getting together to talk about old times, you know, talking about the school and stuff. And their first official function was actually decided on and held in um, 2000, uh, 27th of May. And that was the launch of, you know, our annual fundraising event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how, how did you become involved? In 2009, I was um, invited to, I was made aware that there was an alumni chapter here that was operating, and I was invited to attend. I did, and I was really impressed with the work that the alumni chapter was involved in, actually giving back to students who are deemed academically gifted but financially challenged at her alma mater. And um, I made a personal decision to uh, take a step back and to, to, some would say, sacrificially um, invest in one of my little sisters. And um, so I joined the sponsorship team and I sponsored the students myself and then lend my support to the activities. And in 2012, uh, 2000, sorry, and 14, I became the president. Okay. So I, I, you've piqued my interest regarding uh, taking an interest in, in, in one of your little sisters at the school. Why, why, why was that? Why were you so moved to do that? It, it's interesting to know that what, what led to the students uh, forming the Pastors Association is the very same thing that ignited my passion or ultimate Morgovian, as she's often referred to, Barbara Martin, who is now deceased, was not just a teacher, but she was a mentor. And um, she instilled so much in us. And one of the things she always asked us to do is to be our brother's keeper. And um, having gone through high school with her, always reminding you of this and taking every opportunity to ensure that you lived it, I saw an opportunity of giving back. Mm-hmm. Remembering myself in school and there are days when I too had challenges and it was someone else's, um, the kindness of another's heart that helped me along and helped me through um, the difficult period. So I actually, I had a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a t-shirt with um, a phrase by Bob Marley. Uh, it said, open your eyes, look within. Are you satisfied with the life you're living? And on the flip side of the t-shirt, it says, my life ain't worth living if I can't make it less difficult for others. 
But when I looked at where I was in life at the time, I realized that I was blessed. And so it was necessary for me to then be a blessing to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I sponsored one of the students who needed um, a mentor and needed some guidance and some assistance. Mm-hmm. How how would you? It it sounds like you you had fond memories uh, at at Merle Grove as a student, uh, and I'm wondering how how did those student years at Merle Grove in in influence your decision? I know you just referenced. Uh, Barbara's influence, but I, I wonder if there were other things that influenced you to to get involved later, to pay it forward, as they say, uh, to to the school. We, Miss Martin, as she was Barbara, some people call her. Mm-hmm. She influenced us in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. We started a breakfast program, and in the breakfast program, it, for those of us, because I was one of the naughty ones myself, <laughs> for those of us who misbehave. We had to pay. We had to contribute 50 cents or a dollar. Mm-hmm. And she told us what the money was for. Mm-hmm. It was helping students who needed some assistance. There were students who came into school without breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so the money that were taken from us because we were naughty was help, used to help students who were needy. Mm-hmm. And I grew up seeing that there's so many other stuff on campus that allowed us the opportunity to serve each other mm-hmm. and not be selfish. If we had lunch and there was someone in the lunchroom without, you'd best believe you'd just better share mm-hmm. because she is going to make you feel bad enough that you're sitting there stuffing your face and someone was in need. Mm-hmm. And um, we grew with this, you know, oneness of being our sister's keeper. And so it, it stayed with me. And so when I became an adult, a mother myself, and looking back to see him, the truth is I don't know everyone who contributed to my success in high school. Mm-hmm. But there ought to have been others mm-hmm. who did what they did to ensure the campus was cared for, the students were provided for, and so we were comfortable. And I just felt that it was now my time to take the baton and to pay it forward. And so I became involved to give of myself as best as I could. Mm-hmm. Was, she, was, she, was she the principal or a teacher? She's referred to as the ultimate Margovian because mm-hmm. uh, J. Barbara Martin was a student. She was a teacher. Mm-hmm. She was a vice principal and then became the principal. Mm-hmm. So she's been through every area of being at 77 Constant Spring Road mm-hmm. um, over the years. Mm-hmm. I know that we have, since March of last year, been dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm, I'm wondering how has, how has the association here pivoted its work or plans to, to help the school since the onset of COVID-19? Our principal, and I say our principal, she's, you know, Dr. Fullerton is, everybody, is our principal. She's the current mother of the campus and I applaud her work, I applaud her efforts, I applaud, you know, her mentorship, her guidance, I applaud, you know, everything that she stands for and um, she does not miss the opportunity to involve us, to let us know what is happening on campus with students and so she often reaches out to us for any project that she believes we can assist 
her with getting done to benefit the students. And so when she reached out for, you know, as something as basic as math, um, hand sanitizers, even the programs helping to, you know, just helping students with transitioning from a campus uh, learning uh, opportunity to learning from home with the need of, you know, something as simple as some people think it, internet. Um, you know, making sure data is on the phone for the students to be able to have that online learning experience without interruption. Mm-hmm. Um, tablets, whatever the need was, uh, we've been asked with this, and you know, rightfully so, because it's uh, everyone benefiting the other situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have remained partners with the teachers at the campus, the local chapters, the parents. Body um, group, the students' association, the board, all of us in partnership, uh, we're helping the schools to transition and to cope with the challenges of COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Was it an easy? Was it an easy adjustment for the association, or were there any challenges that you had to overcome? The difficult part of it for us was getting stuff back home, given the fact that we had cross-border limitations. Mm-hmm. But we have had very good um, persons reach out and say, you know, they made us aware whether they're traveling or were able to utilize uh, career services. It, it was difficult at first, but I, 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 I am very appreciative of the understanding members, and not just past students, but our community partners, our supporters, our friends who are usually supportive of our annual events where we raise funds for the students on our J. Barbara Martin scholarship program. You know, the need was there. And, you know, regardless of the challenges that we may have in our own lives, people reached out and said, how can I help? I have this. You know, I can do this. Or I have someone who has this to do. So, you know, we just accepted the gift, goodwill, kind, and we passed it on. And, you know, everyone is benefiting. And... Slowly, we're transitioning. We're still in transition, but it has been good. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you mentioned several activities that the association would have to, to assist the school, some annual events, etc. What What are some of the ones that, that you can highlight? For us, we have a stage um, in Canada here. We're based in uh, Toronto, across the GTA. Mm-hmm. We host the, the annual dinner dance, and it's... Uh, through the funds, from the funds that we raise um, at this event, we sponsor the students on the J. Barbara Martin Scholarship Program, the Founders Scholarship, and Bursary. And like I said, annually we host this event. It's usually held um, between the 26th and the 27th of May. And um, the funds from the event is what we use to finance the um, annual needs of the students on the scholarship program. Mm-hmm. We have since, because of COVID, we have not been able to host the dinner dance because of protocols. Mm-hmm. However, we have since engaged ourselves and we host a fish fry. It's a drive-by fish fry. We had a successful event last year and the plans are well underway and we're hoping to have an even greater event to come August 14th. And the flyers have already been distributed. So we invite our supporters, their partners, or sponsors to, you know, we continue the tradition of, um, you know, making it our event of giving and supporting. And, you know, it's a time when we get together. 
that's an interesting concept, a, a drive-by fish fry. How, how does it work? Well, it's, it's good. Well, that's what COVID brought up, that we had to just be innovative in, in, in answering and how mm-hmm. we, 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 we have become accepting of the limitations. And then, you know, let's say Jamaicans are creative people. Mm-hmm. So we, we came up with a concept last year of um, people being able to pre-order their fish dinner. We do fried fish, roast fish. A brown stew, we serve it with festival and the vegetables. And we pre-order, so we package the lunch between 2 and 8 o'clock is our delivery time. So, you know, the kitchen is busy between that time. And um, I hosted it at my home in Brampton where, and the street is so structured that we can just do, you know, stop, pick up and keep going because it's a, it's a turnaround, it's a U. Um, so they came up, persons who pre-ordered, we gave them particular time slots. And, um, you know, the, the lunches are packaged and they just come on up. We could host about 60 people at a time. So the yard was set up for that. And then others came in their vehicles and their packages were delivered to them at the gate with a drink, a homemade ginger beer, courtesy of one of our past students. And um, for those who had the time to stick around and enjoy some fun food and friendship, then we just had an awesome evening with some background music. Sounds wonderful. So this was this was fish of all prepared in all different ways. Escovitia, steamed, brown stewed, all that. Yes, ma'am. And it was just it was really, really nice. Oh wonderful. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it 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 gave us a, a place and a space to reunite and to talk about, you know, what we were encountering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw it as a blessing that you know we could still identify each other none among us was sick mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have any you know casualties of death and so it was just a togetherness and it was just like i said fun food and friendship mm-hmm. with a little bit of background music wonderful are there are there other other things that that the association has as staple events like that you mean our association or others? Your, your association. Well, no, those are we, because the truth is there are a number of associations in our zone, like in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So we minimize the events that we have. We we just try to have two events for the year, which gives the opportunity for other schools to engage um, other, because sometimes it's the same pot of, of supporters right. that are there. So we just have these two events and then we have our church service mm-hmm. um, after we our annual dinner dance and where the students come in. They We have had a very good relationship with the, the High Commission in Jamaica where our students are afforded a, a visitor visa and they come in with teachers annually. So they attend the events. We take them to, you know, sightseeing and other historical sites. And then we go to church on a Sunday because there is a need to always, you know, be thankful mm-hmm. of blessings that we have received. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, we do our own, you know, very small scale uh, fundraisers among ourselves to uh, keep the, the, the pot, you know, topped up at all times. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it. Sounds like it's important to to assist each other, the, the various associations looking out for each other in terms of the events and supporting each other and, and things like that. Now, having spoken about 
the work that the association has done in assisting the school and assisting students. I wonder about feedback from students. What, what have you heard from the school, especially the students, about how the association's efforts have helped them? We have had very good feedback, and um, sometimes it's cheerful. When we host our annual dinner dance, and then, like I said, the students get the opportunity to, go to, to come into Canada, and one of the things that they're asked to do is to make a presentation at the dinner dance. And this is not recorded. They're not coerced. We don't see what they're writing. We don't see what they're doing until they read it on the stage. And oftentimes, you know, we're brought to tears because you may not understand the impact of your dollar until you hear from the recipient just how much that money has benefited them, not just themselves, but their families, the parents. And it, it gives you a sense of not, it's not pride. It's really that, you know, you're able to help paint a rainbow for someone in the future. To, to, to improve their quality of life and their standard of living. When we take a, a look back at some of our recipients and see where they are today, um, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do, and it, it makes me want to go further, do more, and to continue what we have been called to do to serve these students, because it's an awesome feeling at the end of the day that we've been able to impact the lives of these student recipients. Mm -hmm. um, to date, we have supported over 30 students. And like I said, these are students who are identified when they're leaving grade 7, going into grade 8, that the school recognizes their potential. They're academically gifted students. And so they are, they are encouraged to apply for the scholarship. Um, pro on the scholarship program, and whether they're successful at a, at a full scholarship or a bursary, we still try to, you know, accommodate as many students as we can. So on any given year, we're taking two or three students, um, or if there's a, a personal sponsor, then we allow them to assist the student also through the association. So when we look back at some of our students, Neil, it's, it's, it's remarkable. Like I said, it's a happy feeling. You can do the happy dance. Mm. We look back at our very first recipient, Danielle Watson, who is currently over there in the U.S. She's going for her Ph.D. in music. She's mm. in Tennessee, and she does musical theater. We, we, we talk about students like Shaquina, who was accepted in the medicine program at the UWI. Sharika, who's also at the UWI doing history, and Atasia, who's also on a scholarship in France. So she travels between France and Martinique on the political science scholarship program. Elisabeth, who's in one of Jamaica's top audit firms. But Elisabeth, actually, when she sat her cape, she was placed fourth in the Caribbean in account. And so, you know, there are other students who are teachers, who are still impacting their communities back home in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And when you look at these students and you think about how God has blessed you and you have in turn been a blessing to them, it's an awesome feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, as, I, as I listen to you, I'm, I'm just thinking of the list of names that you just mentioned that that must bring to you a lot, a lot of joy, a, a lot of pride 
to know that you have assisted in some way their 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 path, the path that they have charted. And 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 you mention passion. You mention that there's a passion that you have. And I'm 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 wondering what what at the core what drives that passion? It comes deep down inside from what we got, the lifestyle, all that we got from Mrs. Martin. And not just Mrs. Martin, but the teachers at the campus at 77 Concert Spring Road. Uh, oftentimes, you know, people have dreams and they have a desire. They want to do something. But without support, oftentimes they fail because they just can't see themselves going forward. I believe that we have been blessed. We have a strong support group um, in terms of, like I said, the, it starts from even the High Commission. Uh, it comes from our, our biggest uh, sponsors and partners who have been there for us throughout the years. And it is in them giving back to us and supporting our initiatives that allows us to, to stand on this platform. We couldn't do it without them. Mm-hmm. We have some notable sponsors like Jamaica National Group, Victoria Mutual, and they have been there with us throughout the years, and I, I applaud their effort and forever grateful. We ensure that we continue business relationship with them because, you know, Miss Lou taught us that, you know, one, one cocoa full of baskets. And, you know, we have to put hands in hands and make this work. So we give in, we pay into them, and they are able to, to, to give back to the community. And we talk about our patrons and our volunteers and the overall impact and contribution of a team effort, because there's no one of us that could get this done. And, you know, when you think about everyone bringing their strengths and weaknesses to the table, at the end of the day, it's the students who benefit Mm -hmm. immediately. But you're thinking of what contribution am I making as my Jamaican anthem says, you know, a far away to my country on a whole. And if we can just help one, and that's an achievement. Mm-hmm. And that's really what drives us. Is at the end of the day, we are helping to change the fabric of our island home, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And and yet and yet, as as you quote, one one cork of full basket. Sometimes individuals will say what they can do as an individual isn't isn't enough. Uh, they. So the, the, the collective is what is important. And, and I wonder, as, as, as people are listening to us, why should people participate in, 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 in giving back or, or paying forward, in, in, in seeing it not so much as them individually not being able to do much, but collectively participating to, to make a difference? Why, why, why should they give back? Why should they pay forward? Never limit what your impact, your influence, your contribution could be, how it, uh, it improves the life of another. When I started in 2009, people who know me here, I was, I'm all about my coffee. If I can't get my Jamaican coffee, I was a Starbucks coffee. Mm-hmm. Customer. And when I was invited to the event, I was just taken aback by this need. I made a personal decision. I used to have two cups of coffee daily. And a cup of my coffee was like $3.25 at the time. Mm-hmm. 
And I did the math because at the time, $1 Canadian would amount to, I think it was like 87 or 93, anywhere there about. And I start doing the math as to what $93 could do for a child. Um, and so it's not going to be a dollar, but if I committed my one-week coffee money to a student, multiply that by the whole month, I knew, based on the economy of Jamaica, that that could impact a child's life in a meaningful way. And so it was a personal decision. They worked out. So when persons think that they cannot, it's that they, I, I encourage them to stop for a minute and think about what it is that they're doing. It doesn't have to be a large amount. Just know that your $2 or your $5 is going to go into a pool that's going to increase the potential, the spending power of the recipient or recipients. And so you look at it as throwing peas in a, in a, in a bucket or a wee basket. You throw one, it's like nothing. But if everyone were to pass by and throw a pea grain or two before long, that book is going to be filled. And then you realize you can, you can, you can feed a whole community from that bucket of pea as opposed to just one sitting in the bottom of the bucket. It's not encouraging, but don't think about that as a limitation. Just know that you are contributing to a greater cause and just let God take care of the rest. Because he knows what the end is going to be. Mm -hmm. Were there were there caffeine withdrawal symptoms when you cut back on your coffee? Not really, because what it led me to, I tell you, it worked out for my good. Mm -hmm. I then I then went to one of our local partners, a grocery store, and I started buying my coffee in the bottle. So I get my Blue Mountain coffee in the bottle, and so I had to wake up at 15 minutes earlier, which led me to making sure that my kettle was full of water from the night. Wake up in the morning, hit the button, get your coffee going, make your coffee from home. I got a thermos. So that one-time investment might have seemed like a lot, but what it afforded me, Neil, is much more than I, I mean, I got to add my pinch of salt and my pinch of cayenne pepper, make coffee the way I like it, oh, wow. instead of paying someone to do it. I started doing it. I saved a lot, mm -hmm. and I got things done my way. So for me, it was a win-win, but I have not stopped doing it. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, of course, you have been the president since 2014. How, how has that been? What's that experience like for you? Uh, like everything else, it comes with bittersweet. Mm -hmm. um, there we have, you know, parted company from a few members along the way because uh, sometimes people just don't see eye to eye. But I've, um, I've acknowledged their contribution. I have, you know, thanked them. Uh, we try to maintain contact with as many persons as possible. And again, because it's the students who are the beneficiaries, there's always an open door. Mm -hmm. But for those persons who have stayed on board, I, I value their input and their support. Um, for me, I've always said that I'm a newcomer. I'm one of the youngest members in our group. Um, so I'm still a child. There's much to learn. Mm -hmm. So I often rely on and I bug for information our founder, past president and current member Claudette Cameron Stewart. Um, you know, there are other members who have been there from the inception, Rona and um, a few others. And um, I encourage the support. And they, it does, it's not personal. So if you're not, 
if you're not wanting to be your own or talk to that person, come on, just support it because it's a student, not because of me. We are doing this once for the year, and then you don't have to talk to me for the rest of the year. That's fine. So we have our moments, but I can promise you that despite our personal challenges, when it comes to November of the years that we start planning for the next year's event in May, we're on board. And it's like we totally forget that, you know, that one really rubbed me wrong some days, but we have a mark, we have an aim, we have a goal in sight. And because that goal has to be, we have to get across that finish line, we unite our efforts and we get it done. Mm. Say thank you, hug up, kiss, God, and everybody go to separate way until come November again. Mm-hmm. So it has been good. I've learned a lot. You know, the students keep us going, the teachers, especially the challenges of COVID in this last 16 months. The school has been awesome. The campus, the entire campus, at 77 Conference Spring Road, led by Dr. Marjorie Fullerton, I continue to lift her up because she is carrying a basket. And the students are performing well. I don't know what she's telling them. I don't know how she's doing it. But we're seeing the results new. And I am happy that at this time that she is leading. She is leading. She's mentoring. She's nurturing our little sisters at Marble High School. And we just applaud her efforts, her commitment, and her dedication. The team is awesome. Well, on, on that note, Simone, I, I want to, to thank you for, for being my guest. Is there anything that I didn't explore that you, you wanted to add in, at this time? You've explored a lot. Um, I, I'll just take the opportunity to say, you know, thank you for using this platform to, to, to give us that voice and to encourage persons to continue to supporting, whether it's through their alma mater, through it's an association, through it's a foundation, church, whatever it is. You know, just know that at the end of the day, we're helping to keep Jamaica afloat and to help our island home. And if I might just plug it, that in lieu of our annual fundraising dinner and dance, we're hosting our fish fry this year. And I will welcome you, your presence, um, to this year's event. And because of everything that Jamaica has gone through, we still recognize and celebrate the resilience. And so this year in particular, we're talking about the good health, we're talking about being alive, and we're talking about the achievements. And so we're doing... Um, all-in-one potluck this year where we're celebrating emancipation, independence, and our Morocco fish fry. Wonderful. So we will just be having a blast on the 14th of August. Wear your Jamaican colors. If you want to put on some bandana, please mm-hmm. show up and let's have a good time because God has been good to us as a country, as a people, and our nation is forever happy. Thank you, Simone. Simone Thomas is the president of the Merle Grove Past Students Association Canada Chapter. I'm Neil Armstrong. Thanks for listening. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Harib Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.